0: Peter Best, and this is Meet the Expert, the series of podcasts on swine health management in practice brought to you by Boehringer Ingelheim. For this episode of Meet the Expert, we'll be talking about biosecurity on swine farms with Dr. Christian Hohn in Denmark. Dr. Hohn is a swine veterinary practitioner with a porcus practice in Denmark who has pioneered an innovative program to improve biosecurity on the swine farms that he advises. Hello, Dr. Hahn, thanks for joining me.
1: Hello, Peter, thanks for letting me be here.
0: This focus on biosecurity that you've been leading in a particular area of the country. I mean, it has a name in Danish that I would find impossible to pronounce. Uh, Would you mind pronouncing it for us and telling us what it means in English?
1: Yeah, I'll give, it, I'll give it my best. Uh, it's called Porcus Stopper. Uh, porcus is obviously, obviously our company name, and Stopper means uh, basically pathogen stopper.
0: Now, it sounds like smiddy, but it's not specific to smiddy viruses, is it?
1: No, it is not. It, uh, <laughs> okay. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> so pathogen stop, does that suggest any particular pathogen or any infection that could threaten a, a swine herd?
1: Um, originally, the idea was to, to make an um, evaluation system on the biosecurity uh, on farm level uh, regarding PERS virus, uh, but uh, we could quite f- uh, clearly see that, that it, it works in all pathogens. So, it's also uh, meant to evaluate uh, other pathogens like APP or influenza. Mycoplasma, uh, and even ASF.
0: Really? Uh, has the program already had any successes?
1: I think at the moment it's, it's too fast uh, uh, to, to say anything about that. We just started uh, up running the program in our farms uh, one month ago. Uh, we have done uh, approximately 100 at the time uh, being. And uh, but our plan is to, to evaluate all 20, 12,20 farms that we consult within the next three months.
0: How many farms?
1: 1220 approximately.
0: My, that's uh, surprising. I hadn't expected you to say it was on that sort of a scale. Uh, good luck with that. Then. And this is about improving biosecurity. Now, I'm going to say I would have thought the Danish pig producers actually were quite well advised on swine health protection, and they were pretty good at keeping their farms biosecure. So why do they need a program that's going to improve it even more? I
1: think the um, the biosecurity level on on uh, most Danish farms are on a, a fairly high level, but uh, we can see that we have uh, reintroductions of new diseases in 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 some of our farms every year. So something must be uh, it must be able to improve uh, some of the biosecurity uh, levels at, at certain farms. So. Uh, and that's that's what we invented the program to see if we can uh, do it better in in the time to come.
0: And is it a question of improving biosecurity on individual units or a collection of units? What what is it, the whole idea behind this? Is this an area program or a farm program? Um,
1: I think the, the the system or the evaluation program is is. Uh, uh, for sure designed to do it on a farm level. Um, what we have seen so far is that the improvements that need to be done on the biosecurity level is very independent from farm to farm. So, so far, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me that we should do it as an area program. Uh, we need to take it uh, farm uh, from farm to farm and improve it uh, bit by bit. So it's a long way to go if we have to go through uh, twelve hundred and twenty farms, but that's that's the right way to do it, as I see it.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, you said, did you that uh, it arose out of a program relating to purse control? Did I understand you correctly?
1: Uh, originally, the idea was to improve the purse control. Yes, but but we could clearly see that uh, these biosecurity matters that goes with all pathogens. So. Now we consider it and we ask questions when we evaluate the, the biosecurity level on, on on the farms. We ask questions about ASF protection. We ask questions about influenza mycoplasma APP. So it should, as it is today, pretty much cover all important pathogens. Yeah.
0: What was the uh, impetus to start? What was the driver that decided you to start pathogen stop was it doing that first program or was it something else
1: um that that was also something uh, I, I basically i got the idea from from the um uh, gold uh, training course in iowa state university um some of our american colleagues uh, they did a tremendous work in in trying to uh, find out if they if uh, one of their customers or farms they suffered from reinfection they did sequencing of on the purse virus and and mapping the purse virus and, and over probably a decade they were able to uh, combine where every time they had a new breakout they could pretty much tell uh, from which other farm uh, that uh, virus uh, originated from and that that told me that um, we have a tradition in Denmark for the last, last many years that the, if farms are reinfected uh, with, uh, let's say, pers virus we, we pretty much uh, blame the weather or we blame the wind direction or whatever. And, and it, it came to my mind that this is a lot more complicated in, in just uh, based the whole uh, strategy on, on uh, air transmission of, of pathogens. It is the wind or or the weather that that brings the pathogens and the vehicles and whatever, uh, transportation that brings the pathogens into the outside farm area. But there is a great risk that when the pathogens ends up there, uh, people, groceries, uh, material that needs to be brought into the herd area, uh, will eventually bring the pathogens from the outside to the inside. Which means that um, uh, it also means that that we can actually change that uh, by looking into the everyday routines uh, and improve the biosecurity in that way. So, uh, and that was an idea that I got from the from from the presentations done by the U.S. Uh, colleagues in in Iowa. And,
0: and to evaluate it, how does one evaluate it? Is it uh, some sort of standard? Um- examination that you do or testing or what do you how are you on so many farms how do you begin to evaluate what they're doing already and what they should be doing um,
1: it's it's actually in that uh, sense pretty simple because we have uh, we have a, 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 I think it's around 75 different questions uh, to them about their uh, Uh, routines, everyday routines, how they do this, how do they do that and uh, we fill in a form. It's an online program and on the way the program keeps evaluating uh, by, uh, for instance, color. If they have, you can say, a nice routine from a biosecurity perspective, uh, the the answers are, are colored green and if there are hazards that we should look into, uh, the color is red, so we can end up with, let's say, 90 or 95 percent, which uh, is green already, and then we end up with five or ten uh, things that they do that is colored red, and then we we go deeply, uh, we go deeper into to the to the routines that they can improve on uh, regarding biosecurity.
0: So it's it's pretty. Who fills out these online surveys, so, the, the owner, the farm manager, or the people who actually do the work? You know?
1: Actually, the, the porcus veterinarian does that, but it's, it's done on a meeting uh, with the farmer and, and uh, as much as the staff uh, present as possible. Uh, because they are they are the guys that do the everyday routines and including uh, the routines that might be a hazard uh, uh, due to uh, biosecurity. So we have it. It gives us a good discussion on on what what is the right thing to do, what is what is uh, the, the wrong thing to do, and if we have matters that needs uh, further. Uh, uh, investigation you can say we go in all as a group we go into the farm area and we ask them to show us how do you exactly do this or that and then we come up with suggestions or the workers they come up with suggestions how to improve and so it also um it is also kind of a training program you can say because it, it gives us a good discussion about biosecurity with not only the farmers but also the staff.
0: May well, I ask you to generalise about these answers that you got, which I know is, is unfair, but did it have any common thread in it, this, these answers, where these areas that are red lighted as being a, a problem? Uh, and was that due to the fact that farms were not regularly revising their biosecurity? Protocols, or were they just being accidentally not following the rules? Um,
1: it's probably a combination of many things. Uh, some of it is lack of knowledge. Uh, we can have situations where we can say, "Whoops! Uh, are you doing it this way? You, you, you need to understand that this is co- this is a quite dangerous way to." to handle, uh, let's say, a a sow cockroach. And, and in that matter, they they start immediately to change the behavior. So so it's it's in many cases, it's just they don't know that what they are doing is dangerous. And in other cases, they don't they do know that it is dangerous, but but the uh, excuses are lack of time, or something like that. But if we point this out as a great hazard to their economy, uh, they seem to be very, very motivated, actually, to to get a fresh start on on, on the biosecurity.
0: So it, it so, wasn't uh, really the Nocturnal situation where they've had the same program in place for years and they've not revised it and it's become out of date. It, it wasn't a question of that at all.
1: Yeah, uh, it was also a question about that because they know how to do things in, in most cases They just seem to forget and they need us to, you know, push them forward to renew their whole whole biosecurity system.
0: Let me pause for a moment to remind everyone that more information on this conversation, like articles, publications and videos, can be found on the website pers.com. So they need their uh, veterinarian their veterinary advisor to uh, take stock and fill in that questionnaire identify the areas which uh, could be improved and then you sit down with the people and go through those areas in particular and then uh, invite them to to mend their ways I get that now that was the f- the first step if you like of your biosecurity program pathogen stop uh, you did the survey and you've then met the people and suggested what they should do. Then do you follow up every month or uh, you know, as a group or with individuals? How do you then take it the next steps? Uh,
1: as a minimum, our plan is to uh, renew or re-evaluate uh, the biosecurity plan uh, once every year. But it depends very much on uh, the motivation uh, from farmer to farmer. Uh, some of uh, the farms that I did the evaluation program uh, uh, so far, they ask me to, to look into to it next time, which is uh, normally one month later. And we can, if they have, let's say, five uh, red spots in, in their evaluation, uh, we will probably go through these five spots one more, and they 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 will be showing me the changes that they did, and if needed, we can make a new uh, evaluation plan. So that uh, our hope is that it turns slowly from from red to green over time, and eventually they end up end up with a hundred percent uh, green plan or evaluation uh, report. That that's our hope, obviously.
0: Yeah. Uh- let me just take a moment to say to our friends who are listening to this uh, conversation or watching us, uh, thank you for joining us. We're talking to Dr. Christine Haun, a swine veterinary practitioner at the Porkers Veterinary Practice in Denmark about a program for biosecurity improvement on over 1,200 swine farms in Denmark. Uh, this program, Dr. Haun, when did it start? Did you say how long ago?
1: Uh, we started to use the program uh, here th- three weeks ago. So first, of f- the first week of January. I see. And it took us like three to four months to develop the program in in two thousand and twenty.
0: Did you develop the online survey that you've mentioned? Was this an off-the-shelf survey or one that you specifically produced for this purpose?
1: Uh, we got a great help. Uh, <laughs> from from boehring engelheim denmark uh, not only uh, the programming but also a lot of technical advice on which questions should be asked and 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 all that so it was like a combined task between boehring engelheim and, and Porks to de, to de develop the system
0: and how much communication is there between the farms uh, that take part now uh, that you've you've gone back to them with their individual uh red zones and what where they could improve do you encourage them to communicate with each other is that part of the the whole exercise do you think
1: um so far, I think it's uh, an, an individual evaluation that is done by one uh, porcus veterinarian and one farmer, one by one. But I I hope that we can do presentations uh, when we have uh, all our farmers together again when this pandemic, global pandemic, uh, hopefully is over. And uh, it is uh, it is our hope that if we do like a, a common presentation for all our uh, farmers then uh, then we can bring it up to a higher level uh, like area or or uh, or at least uh, that they can uh, advise each other maybe on how to to solve specific uh, biosecurity problems uh, get good ideas from good colleagues and all that
0: yes. uh, you've said how many farms you didn't say how many owners or at least i don't remember that uh, some of these farms were in a multi-farm uh, ownership were they so that people from one farm would be moving to the other as a matter of routine as part of their management uh, how many owners more or less would you say that were involved a, a thousand owners or nothing like that number
1: ah uh, i haven't got the exact number but a fair guess could be 800. I'm with
0: you. And- You know, this movement between farms under the same ownership, was this something that came out of your survey or, uh, you know, it's a theoretical hazard that you've got more movement of people between farms, Uh, was this uh, so far anything which is, uh, I know it's very early days, but is this something that you think will be highlighted?
1: It will for sure, because every time you bring in staff uh, from one farm to the next, uh, it is a potential hazard. Uh, so um, one, but but everybody knows that that we, we never go back from from let's say a wiener stable uh, into a sow uh, herd. Uh, we always move forward uh, from the south to the to the wiener stables and there from there to the to the finish stables. So it's like an internal biosecurity, but how we move staff around from farm to farm is just one small thing uh, out of a bigger picture. It's also, do we need to have uh, this or that truck uh, coming into the farm area once per week? That's uh, 52 times per year. Uh, is it possible to do something so that he can only come every second week? Then we have reduced that risk uh, 50% because now it's 26 times per year. So it's evaluating pretty much all outside contact with the inside uh, herd area that we're trying to reduce to an absolute minimum. And if we have to, which we obviously uh, uh, has to do sometimes, uh, how do we do it in a, in a safe way? Uh, but that that is not only staff that is every contact from the outside to the inside area
0: some of these farms of course they've been there for a long time you can't alter their their buildings or their uh, environment very easily those are the (coughs) difficult ones to uh, see any improvement in i would imagine the old the older layouts and so on Uh,
1: i agree but but um for now, I'm quite positively uh, surprised that uh, a lot of this advice that we give on biosecurity, it, it is not a million dollar plans of, of building new structures or new buildings to overcome uh, the hazards. It is pretty much all of it uh, daily routines on how do we get a dead sow out of the door, uh, if we get uh, delivered uh, sacks with feed stuff, how do we take that into the farm area in a safe way? It's not, it's not expensive uh, plants that we are running out. Uh, it's, it's pretty much uh, behavior, uh, much of it and it, that makes it cheap to change and it makes it fairly easy to change.
0: Now is it also related to herd size though? I mean are you going to struggle more with smaller units versus big ones or you don't think herd size is, is a factor in? In this question
1: Uh, no i don't Uh, if you bring in the pathogens to the to to the herd area it might go wrong whether you have 2000 cells or if you have 200 but i can i can maybe see that the bigger farms uh the, the more motivated the the farmer seems to be and that's obviously an economic question because if something goes wrong on a big farm the cost is is higher uh, than if it goes wrong on a small farm
0: but you've picked the right time in a way you know you've got coronavirus in the human population you've got in europe the march of african swine fever virus Uh, people are more sensitive and more alert on uh, these sort of things uh, viral infections in particular do you find that attitudes have changed uh, because of these events
1: well, maybe. I haven't given a much of a thought, but, but maybe you're right here, Peter. It, it seems like everybody, you know, we hear the politicians and everybody talking about washing hands and disinfecting hands uh, all the time on the news and in the, in, in the newspapers every day. So there is a general understanding that, that this also goes with, uh, with uh, pig pathogens. This is not only coronavirus, it's, it's basically the same behavior that we are looking for, um, so you, you, you might be right here, yeah.
0: Do you expect to be doing more survey form filling online for these farms as a matter of course, to be monitoring what they're doing, uh, I mean, do you need to go back and use that survey model in order to uh, examine wh- where they are, or what will you use as your metrics for how well they are uh, improving?
1: Uh, that's a hard one, because how do we measure that? Uh, because we're not talking about internal uh, biosecurity. Uh, this program it is, is designed for, for uh, external biosecurity uh, improvements, which also means that the only way we can uh, measure uh, if this makes sense is uh, go forward another couple of years or even five years and then try to look back in time and see uh, did we suffer from fewer uh, annual reinfections in, let's say, 1,000 farms than we did the previous five years? So it's going to be a tough one, uh, but that I can't see that we can measure it in in another way.
0: But you're pretty confident of stopping these pathogens. You're calling it Pathogen <clears throat> Stop, and you know you think that uh, on many of these farms you're going to be achieving an improvement which will stop the entry the external biosecurity to stop the entry of these infections you're quite confident
1: yeah well or at least reducing uh, the number of reinfections per year Uh, i consider every reinfection i'm trying to consider that to be somewhere in the system we made a mistake that that is that is probably my viewpoint here Uh, so uh, but we, we never find out where the mistake happened. Uh, but we can try to avoid new mistakes from happening in the future. Uh, but uh, stopping is probably uh, not the goal. It's more reducing numbers of reinfections per year, uh, which is the, the main target here.
0: Will sequencing uh, form a, a large part uh, any part at all of the monitoring exercise going ahead? If you do have breakdowns, will you be sequencing to see uh, uh, the information about the genome of the of the pathogen?
1: Uh, it's not a very easy option in Denmark, uh, but I think in, in, in that matter we can rely very much on, on the uh, results uh, from from United States. Uh, they did a great work, and I can't really see why uh, the experience that that uh, is is done in the US cannot be adopted into the uh, the Danish uh, way of doing things. Uh, but sequencing in, in Denmark <clears throat> is, is uh, quite difficult to to carry out.
0: Well it sounds a very uh, encouraging start that you've made to this and uh, of course the production economics can only be good if you can uh, achieve any reduction let alone stopping some of these pathogens you're going to make a heck of a difference to the economics of those farms and uh, going forward you can think about regional or national uh, programs uh, on the same level to uh, put up these barriers uh, against diseases. Uh, but uh, for the moment, I'm afraid we have to stop there, Dr. Holm. And uh, I'm going to say many thanks indeed for te- taking us through this Pathogen Stop program. Uh, I'm going to be very interested to hear how that goes as it progresses. But for the moment, I'll say thanks to you. Thanks to our viewers and our listeners uh for joining us we've been talking to dr christian haun of the porcus swine veterinary practice in denmark about uh improving biosecurity on something like more than 1200 swine farms in denmark uh, but for the moment thank you for joining us and goodbye We want to remind you that more information on this conversation like articles, publications and videos can be found on the website PERS.com.